John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. This week on Tuning Out the News, an all-star panel of our best anchors and contributors report on the still-unfolding 2022 midterm elections. It's Thursday, November 10th. Welcome to Tuning Out the News, the podcast, midterm special coverage. Let's kick things off with our special election panel. Tonight on Tuning Out the News' special coverage of the 2022 midterm election. In a shocking twist, voters decide the future of democracy is more important than slightly cheaper eggs. CBS News' Weijia Jang joins us. Plus, Democratic Congressman Ro Khanna on how Democrats are adjusting priorities now that Lauren Boebert can't force them to recite the QAnon pledge every morning. And Austin Sparks hosts a roundtable featuring pro-life men debating whether a fetus is alive while using a fetus's level of brain activity. Here with analysis is conservative hot take host who's had his arms reattached six times due to chainsaw juggling mishaps, Tyler Templeton. Democratic strategist who only uses the word genius to describe Pete Buttigieg's barber, Lydia Parker. Princeton history professor highlighting 300 pages of unbound paper on the subway, Dr. Ike Bloom. Chief field correspondent singularly holding up the dinosaur-shaped chicken nugget industry, James Smartwood Jr. And at the big board, senior political analyst currently realizing this life doesn't make him happy, Ted Jaworski. Our Tuning Out special coverage begins right now. From Comedy Central, this is Tuning Out the News Election 2022. Someone give Beto a Netflix deal already. I'm co-anchor who gets off on ordering highly rated sweat-wicking cycling apparel, James Smartwood. And I'm co-anchor who thinks the midterms are my Super Bowl, but I also love sports, Kylie Weaver. Well, tonight Democrats are gleeful as the red wave turned out to be as strong as the flow of oxygen to Herschel Walker's brain. Republicans are leading the battle for the House, but the Senate remains in the balance as the nation considers whether the imagined fears of suburban moms outweigh the real fears of being forced to be a mom. In emboldened, President Biden held a press conference to take credit for helping Democratic candidates by never coming within 50 miles of their campaign events. Let's bring in CBS News' senior White House correspondent and tuning out contributor, Weijia Jang. Thanks for joining us, Weijia. Great to be with you, Kylie, and hello to everybody. Hello. Weijia, what was the key to the Biden administration turning in such an unexpectedly strong performance? Was it a mistake for Republicans to nominate one candidate for each disorder in the DSM-5? Uh, The White House has said from the very beginning that this is not a referendum on President Biden. They've been trying to really paint a picture of what would happen if Republicans took control. And to your point, this is now a divided Congress. And it's not only about not being able to achieve the rest of the items on the president's agenda, but really protecting what he has already done. But to your point, James, it really depends on what happens in the Senate. In fact, President Biden himself has already said if Republicans take control of both the House and the Senate, it is going to be a, quote, horrible two years. Well, look, 
It was a great night for Republicans. Elon Musk brought us home with his tweet to vote Republican and his influence will grow as all the babies he fathered with his employees start reaching voting age. Mm. Now let's focus in on the battle for the Senate. All eyes were on Pennsylvania, where Democratic candidate and guy who's 23 and me came back mostly henchman John Fetterman defeated Republican candidate giving quacks a bad name Dr. Mehmet Oz. Dr. Oz possibly hurt by voters who bought his Insta Sleep Supermax Sleep Ultra Melatonin supplements and slept through the election. That result, along with voter repudiation of MAGA Republicans, has Trump issuing a mea culpa, if that was Latin for Melania culpable. Maggie Haberman tweets, Trump is indeed furious this morning, particularly about Mehmet Oz and is blaming everyone who advised him to back Oz, including his wife, describing it as not her best decision, according to people close to him. Now, Weejik, are Republicans learning that there just might be a political cost to nominating amoral freaks? Republicans have felt very confident about where they were going in these midterms uh, for quite a while now. And that's because they've really attacked the one thing that is on everybody's minds, regardless of whether you are a Republican or a Democrat. And that is the economy and inflation. Of course, this administration has really tried to point out that they are facing, um, you know, global headwinds, that this is a historic pandemic that they're trying to recover from, and that the president's policies will make things better because, um, you know, a lot of the measures have yet to kick in. I'm sorry, but I maintain that the number one thing voters ask themselves before pulling that lever is, do I trust this person to savagely attack Joe Biden and his family? Honestly, I don't have a damn clue what's going on if a total dreamboat sex idol like Tim Ryan can't pull up a resounding victory. For more on that dramatic Georgia Senate race, let's go to James Smartwood Jr., who is at the Herschel Walker for Senate headquarters. Junior Herschel Walker fell short on election night. Will he change course for the runoff election? The Herschel Walker campaign has been shocked as the number of embarrassing headlines increased. So too did support for the Republican story of redemption. So they are taking that strategy and running with it. How so, Junior? Walker is considering a number of scandals to go public with, including up until yesterday, he believed his name was Herman. He once told a reporter that when his football team took a timeout during games, that time actually froze. And whenever someone says the word head, he immediately says, oh, right, that thing you hold a gun to. Wow, we will definitely want to follow up on that. Thank you, Junior. You, thank you. Mm-hmm. Let's turn now to the battle for the House of Representatives. America will witness a rare battering ram-free influx of Trump supporters to the Capitol building this January. Now, Ouija, what will Republicans do with House control besides install an IMAX screen in the chamber for broadcasting Hunter Biden's nudes? Well, they've already promised a flurry of investigations, including one into Hunter Biden and his business dealings and everything from um, the origins of the pandemic and how Dr. Fauci, they claim, played a role in uh, making decisions about funding and uh, the withdrawal in Afghanistan. And so um, they they have already said that they plan to investigate and even try to impeach President Biden. No word yet on how quickly the Capitol metal detector will be reprogrammed to instead detect traces of Jewish heritage. Now for more, let's throw it over to Ted Jaworski at the big board. Ted, what explains these results? 
Thanks, James. Let's take a look at what's happening in this bellwether county in Virginia, which really encapsulates the election results across the country. Oh, man, I love this wonky, dorky loser stuff. Me too. It's just so charming to see how excited he gets about math. It's clearly his whole life. Uh, it, it's actually not my whole life. I, I just do it because it's the only way to understand what's actually happening. Uh, Otherwise, it's just overpaid analysts talking completely unmoored from anything real. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Look at him defending math. Yeah, math is like... Oh, my hero. Oh, maybe I should do what you all do. Uh, I have zero evidence to back this up, but I think voters wanted to hear a stronger message from Democrats on crime. You know what I bet would make you feel better, Ted? Telling us what's happening on the big board. Big board! Big board! Big board! Big board! Sorry. We'll be checking in with Ted at the big board throughout the night. I'll be here. Snacks! Oh man, snacks are here. All right, let's take a break. Thanks to tuning out the news contributor, Weija Jang. Thank you so much, Weija. Thank you, guys. Up next on Tuning Out the News, the podcast, Congressman Ro Khanna joins our special election panel to analyze the future of Congress in the wake of the 2022 midterms. Campbell's Soup, on a mission to rehabilitate the word chunky. Welcome back. This week on Tuning Out the News, our all-star election panel welcomed Congressman Ro Khanna to discuss what the next two years of Congress could look like with the House under Republican control and what that might mean for 2024. Welcome back. Over the break, Dr. Oz said he would have won had he focused on his core message of deregulating consumption of hyena testicles. The House will likely be controlled by Republicans, still reeling from voters saying that calling up the National Guard to stop woke Little Mermaid is not their top issue. Here to plot the path forward for House Democrats is Democratic Congressman from California, Ro Khanna, who won re-election last night. Congratulations on being one of the Democrats Peter Thiel forgot to try and unseat. <laughs> Thank you, James. Glad to be back on the show. Now, Congressman, what is your message to fellow Democrats staring down two years of Republicans naming post offices after Paul Pelosi's attacker? Well, look, we had a pretty good night yesterday. We defied expectations. Uh, and I think it shows that there are a lot of people who still don't want crazy in this country. Uh, and that's why we did uh, did well. Uh, and I am confident where the president's going to get reelected. We're going to continue to build on uh, on the gains we had last night. Now, how do you think the Democrats potentially lose these seats, considering their bulletproof message of we must preserve our hollow, fraudulent democracy? <laughs> well, I, I, I think, look, I mean, gas is five bucks. Uh, bacon uh, costs almost 10 bucks. Uh, the, the prices are too high. Issues were tough, but usually parties lose a lot more seats uh, than we did. Uh, the, the, the Senate, you know, may, may have a runoff. You've got uh, our House, yeah, we had losses, but uh, they're not nearly what people were predicting with the Republican pollsters. So uh, I actually think yesterday was a pretty good night for Democrats. Hey, I'm just excited to stop pretending to care about gas prices and go back to admitting I run to work every day barefoot on all fours. Well, I was hoping that all the police officers Joe Biden hired would beat down milk prices with a phone book. Congressman, according to recent FEC filings, you paid $52,500 to Melinda Ahrens, who worked on Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign, and $16,000 to Shannon Jackson, who served as a senior advisor on Bernie Sanders' 2020 and 2016 presidential campaigns. What's the question I could ask you to get you to admit you're absolutely running for president? <laughs> 
Well, Melinda is someone who helped us with a lot of the climate issues. And I'm going to support Joe Biden in 2024. Mm -hmm. And I expect President Biden is going to be announcing soon. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh, the climate issues. But, you know, I love Melinda. Sure. I, uh, J- J- Shannon is great, too. I uh-huh. mean, uh, Shannon is great. Melinda is terrific. They're uh, so great. And I hope to be out there for the president. But yeah, look, yeah. the sure. president had a very good night la- last night. I mean, they, these are some of the uh, smallest midterm losses for an incumbent president. Uh, let's see if Donald Trump still runs after the after he sees that Dr. Oz didn't do quite as well as he thought and some of his candidates didn't do as well as he thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, J- Joe Biden, I think, is going to win re-election when he runs. Sure. Unfortunately for the congressman, it's absolutely disqualifying to exhibit the death wish that comes with getting between Pete Buttigieg and the presidency. <laughs> you know... I believe Congressman Khanna has what it takes to win the nomination, which is convincing Jim Clyburn and the Democratic establishment to rig the thing for him. You know, I might run for president. I I just have to talk to my wife, Connie, and my two kids and make sure they're on board with daddy running. You know, Junior, you don't actually have any of those things. You know, a lot can happen between now and the Iowa caucuses. Sure. Now we have to pause it there. Sorry we didn't get to Beto O'Rourke getting ahead and delivering his 2026 concession speech to Texas Senator John Cornyn. (laughs) Thank you to our analysts and Congressman Ro Khanna. Thank you, Congressman. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. When tuning out the news is 2022 midterm election coverage returns, Austin Sparks of the conservative Hot Take pulls together a unique focus group on abortion rights. That and more after the break. Welcome back to Tuning Out the News' special coverage of the 2022 midterms. This week, Austin Sparks heard both sides of the abortion issue by talking to a group of pro-life activists who are the living embodiment of the need for abortion on demand. Welcome back to our special coverage of the midterm election. The top issue on many voters' minds, besides the rising price of military-grade tactical gear necessary to get past armed poll watchers, has been abortion. To learn more about how the anti-abortion movement approached this election, we asked our own Austin Sparks to investigate. Austin? That's right. I gathered a diverse group of abortion thought leaders to engage in a fertile discussion about policing women's fertility. Take a look. Everyone here today considers themselves pro-life, though we each arrived at that position in different ways. Let's go around and in a sentence or two, please say why, of all the issues that have nothing to do with you, you chose this one. Oh, I just uh, value the the life of the unborn babies. I mean, if you look at some pictures, um, you can see that they're human beings in growth. So, as a conservative Christian pastor uh, with a marriage and family uh, advocacy, um, we support all issues of life, whether it's abortion or any other uh, thing that we have out there. Well, I was born into it. My dad, Joe, was a major pro-life leader for many decades, but it was really when I became the father of six daughters that this became a very personal issue for me. Those unborn children uh, don't have a voice, and uh, I feel like, you know, I'm obligated as a uh, Christian, you know, to speak for them. And to speak for the women. And what do you think should be the law on abortion? Obviously, it's a simple issue, so a simple answer would be great. No abortion for any reason. And uh, we can get caught in the weeds and the exceptions, but yeah, no abortion. I think the law on abortion is that uh, the majority should be banned. And um, like I said, you, you get a heartbeat after I think it's four weeks. Good guesstimate. Now, if a woman breaks the law, what should be the consequence? And no one take my answer, which is 20 years to life in a lady-sized birdcage. Jerry, how about you go? 
Oh, wow. I think this is where we get tripped up a lot because that's where mm. that's where it becomes real for a lot of people. Yeah, let's keep um, it hypothetical, but, y'all. You know, when you get down to it, they're taking the life of an innocent child and it probably should be a severe penalty for that. There's so many other ways to uh, make sure that you don't get pregnant. So I absolutely uh, think not only is it murder, I think it's a form of child sacrifice. I'll go even further. Women are the instruments of Satan. Now we're having a conversation. So let's talk about the pro-life Republican Georgia Senate candidate Herschel Walker, who allegedly forced women to have abortions. Does that make you doubt his commitment to the cause? Or does the fact that he still made the health care choice for the woman make it okay? Well, we really don't know what the truth is behind Herschel Walker's personal life. And we know he's been through many different phases. He's struggled with mental illness. At the end of the day, though, for voters in Georgia, it comes down to what policies are these guys going to going to advocate for, because that's where it's going to affect your life, not the Mm -hmm. private lives of these politicians, but policy. Absolutely. We shouldn't care what people do in their personal lives when it comes to Herschel Walker and Herschel Walker only. Okay. Um, Now we're going to move on to a separate section. With Roe v. Wade overturned, many women will find it harder to access abortion care. We asked some of them for their questions. So let's take a look at these. Here's the first one. Hi, my name's Jenny. I'm 12 years old. Um, So it's hard to afford food for a baby. What's a good job for kids? Pretty good question. Uh, What do we think? Scott, how about you? Um, I would say that food is very cheap and there's help not just from you, but your neighbors and your community, churches, even government programs. Um, The U.S. has a lot of things available. Okay, Um, let's go on to the second one. Hi, my name is Sarah. I'm 13 years old and on the swim team. While I'm at practice, could I just let the baby hang out in the water? It is tough to juggle your passions with your family responsibilities. Uh, how should she handle this? Um, she needs to seek out a support system or the people that love that little girl need to help her seek out a support system, whether that's her parents or grandparents or siblings, uh, you know, a, a local church or, or uh, you know, a loving group. Um, I think that's the solution. Absolutely. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Let's go to the third question. Hi, I'm Allie. My mom won't let me get a dog because she says I'm irresponsible. You think raising a baby will prove to her I'm ready for a puppy? Now, I think that would do it. Uh, Let's go to the fourth question. After the experience of being forced to carry a child to term, what are some feel-good movies to cheer me up? Keep in mind, I can't watch movies rated R. It's a rainy afternoon. What movie do you throw on, Uh, Jerry? Oh, wow. The only thing that's coming to my mind is Sleepless in Seattle, and I have no clue why. Jerry, weirdly, Sleepless in Seattle for me as well. Uh, Now, let's go to the fifth one. If my doctor says that... Uh, labor at my age potentially be fatal. How do I explain to him that I've had a good run? It's a pretty tough conversation. Eric, how should she approach that convo with the doctor? You know, the human body is capable of, of tremendous things as, as long as we're willing to uh, embrace um, the beauty of reproduction and, and, and how things work when we don't intervene with, uh, with surgical instruments and suction tubes. Oh, sh- Whoop, that sound means it's time for the lightning round. Now, these are going to be quicker questions, and I will come to you individually. And away we go. Darren, does life begin at conception? It does. Fantastic. Eric, what do you hate most about fetal hydrothorax, the pulmonary hypoplasia, or the mediastinal shift? Uh, You know, you can take your pick on that. All right. Moving on. Scott, would you allow an abortion in a Leiden stage 5 twin anemia polycythemia sequence? Um, in English, please. 
would you allow an abortion in a Leiden stage 5 twin anemia polycythemia sequence? It's still not English. Okay, uh, just a TAPS complication. Would you allow abortion? I still don't know what that is. Whoa! Darren, is every fetus a life worth protecting? Absolutely. Nice! Jerry, in the case of a selective intrauterine growth restriction, should the co-twin be held responsible for the death of the growth-restricted twin, or just the doctor and the mother for ordering the fetoscopic laser ablation and or cord occlusion? And this is a two-parter. Should an abortion be allowed if a fetus needs surgery for a lower urinary tract obstruction, and the mother can't afford the ambulance to transport her from her regular hospital to one with a neonatal intensive care unit for the viscocentesis, amniotic shunt, or cystic? I think I would go with we probably should plan for no abortions for any reason. And that's all the time we have for the lightning round. Thank you all so much for your time and insight. You know, Austin, I couldn't tell you how to raise the sails on a slave ship, but I can sure tell you that operating a slave ship is the bad thing to do. We don't all have to be experts to have cogent moral positions on things like abortion. Perfect analogy. We all agree it's a bad thing to take away people's bodily autonomy. Thanks for that, Austin. And incredible work telling the difference between Jerry and Darren. Anytime, Kylie. Coming up, with the 2022 midterm election now a distant memory, we look ahead to 2024. Stick around. Lift. Sit back, relax, and pre-dial 911 just in case. Welcome back. Now that the 2022 midterm election is winding down, it's tempting for us in the news media, out of a vulgar need for conflict and gossip, to immediately move on to 2024 election coverage. But obviously we cannot do that. It'd be a brazen disregard of our sacred responsibilities as journalists. That's exactly. right. Yeah, right? We all agree. It's like the news equivalent of hardcore pornography. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't hurt to just chat about 2024 a little, right? Kylie, come on. It's not for another 727 days exactly. Wait, you're right. Of course. Screw it! Let's go! Yes! 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 Let's see all those potential candidates! Oh my god! Look at them all! I'm so happy. I'm a news god! It's all Bernie's fault! What's Bernie's fault? I don't know! Look, look. End of the day, there are serious issues at stake, so let's act like it, okay? Oh my god, what do you think Trump's nickname for Liz Cheney's gonna be? I bet it's gonna be like dumb Liz. Until next week. This has been the 2022 midterm election edition of Tuning Out the News, the podcast. If you're enjoying the podcast, please give us a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify. Watch Stephen Colbert Presents Tuning Out the News on Comedy Central, Wednesdays after The Daily Show. And follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts.